Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Wayne. You are facilitated for this call. I trust that all is well with you and your family at this time. I want to thank you for joining us on this talk show line on this kind of off day that we don't usually have a call just so we can tune in with each other and make sure we're on the same page as we move forward uh, in light of the recent update from EMS. We just uh, want to, before we get going here, just start our call as we have been uh, with prayer. And if you would, um, ladies and gentlemen, just bow your heads with me as I pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for waking us up this morning and allowing us to experience another beautiful day and blessed day. Lord, we pray that every step we take today, ordered by you. Thank you for your provisional strength, your peace, and your joy. And may you erect a fence of protection around us, our homes, our jobs, and loved ones. May you continue to bless us financially and heal us everywhere we hurt. This we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, we've had countless amounts of phone call, text, email messages regarding the recent update. Um, often these updates, to me, it's crystal clear after I read it a few times. Um, it, see, it, it sets in so I get a clear picture of what um, EMS is saying. Unfortunately, um, your view of this is not always as clear as mine. So I know as a team, we want to make sure that we're on the same page as we move forward and that our understanding is clear where imper- uh, EMS is and where we are. We know that there are many of you who don't have this challenge at all, uh, and that's great. Um, Many of you have taken the advice that I've admonished over years to read, read, read. If you don't understand it the first time, read it again. In fact, repetition uh, that we know deepens the impression. So the more that we read it is the clearer our understanding often gets about any particular issues. So this is the same case here. But I know that there are many who will skim through it and then, Wayne, I don't understand it, Joan, I don't understand it, uh, or write Lars and then ask for greater clarity. But I still want to encourage each of you that when these updates come out, spend some time reading it uh, four or five times if you need to do so just so you have wrapped your mind completely around what is there for us to understand. Now I'm going to take some time to go through this update so we are clear. Um, there certainly is a aspect of this information that 
Joan and I have backdrop knowledge too, um, and I will bring clarity to that also um, for all of us. Um, so let's go ahead as we move to that now, ladies and gentlemen. Let's let's take a look at the update. Now, Mr. Millard writes here. Firstly, I'm just going to go through it, and I'm going to bring clarity to where uh, people have identified some things and not clear. One thing I want to underscore um, there, people have different reactions to these updates. Some are excited um, and some not so excited. Some are um, devastatingly um, upset. Um, and there really isn't a need for that. Um, I believe EMS has been pretty clear in what they have been trying to accomplish for years. For those of you who are really new to the program and don't understand the backdrop to where we're coming from, um, I, I often try to fill that gap for us um, with some of the history that we've had and in our communication from EMS as to where we are. Um, like any investment uh, that uh, it, it, you know, is projected to pay out an extensive amount of money. There are going to be challenges that they go through, whether um, with banks, uh, with governments, or just legal challenges. Um, EMS has been met with all of these and have steadfastly tried to overcome each of them over the course of the past 10 years. Now, before I go, let me just give you a little backdrop and, and why it is so critically important that they take the time to get the situation with the banks clear, that they don't have the opportunity to go back and fix something after they've um, completed the simulation and the stress test 100%. Several years back, many of you may be aware of this, when we were... Uh, when they closed the HCI program and they started funding our accounts and they recognized those overseeing the payout process that there was an issue. The issue, or the issues rather, one was that an account was established for us and we had not had a face-to-face -face meeting with the bankers to establish that account. It was done via the internet and the documents we provided. That was a red flag. Further to that was the fact that the um, the investment that we made, the bank didn't know us, didn't have any background information to us as individuals as to how we came into the funds to invest. Now, typically when you open a bank account, these are the things the banker asks for. It is what, um, pr please provide your proof of ID and your 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 residence. Those are the things they ask for, as we know, KYC, know your customer. The other things that they ask for, what will you be utilizing the account for? How do you earn money? Do you have a job to, to, direct, to deposit money in there? Is it going to be a direct deposit? The things that they're trying to ascertain is how you come by the income that's going to be coming into their bank because they have to give an account for it if something goes awry. If the, if a, if the uh, bankers come in and do an audit and uh, there's significant amount of funds in your account, there's no accountability 
for what the holder of the account um, does to have and derive so much money in their account, the bank has to answer those questions. So these are some of the things that um, that needed to be clarified back then in your bank, bank account that were set up in Dubai. So they had to halt that payout process because the bank had never met us and they had not ascertained these particular information about each of us as account holders. So the payout was halted. What we learned after that process was that if the bank had said, you know what, forget you guys, let's just go ahead and fund these accounts and pay these people out, this is their money. The bank could have been fined up to $30 million per member in HCI and also shut down. We've heard on the news countless times about some of our larger banks that are fined, whether it's JP Morgan, uh, HSBC, Credit Suisse, uh, many other banks. We've heard them having fines in the billions, and in some cases, hundreds of, of billions of dollars. What they did was they did not comply with banking regulation. That's why they were fined so heavily. This is what is concerning to the bankers in this simulation process. They have to ensure that everything they do is within the guidelines of banking and international banking regulations. And if they violate that, yes, they will be fined because they would have ignored or overlooked something that they should have had knowledge not to do. That's why it is so critical that the simulation team, uh, what they're doing now, in fact, even having to go back and stress test some banks or do simulation on some banks, it's critical. They will not get a second chance to do this again. So with that backdrop of history, please understand then that what they're doing, it is for everyone that's involved in the program's good, as well as the bank itself. Mr. Miller has identified that we have not, uh, you know, spent 10 years building all of this up just to hastily um, come to a conclusion and then jeopardize the entire payout and 10 years of involvement in this process. So with that, let me go over the update with us. Mr. Millard writes, dear friends, firstly, I've had several meetings with the simulation team and we're still not 100% clear on how to deal on the remaining three banks and what additional tests that will need to be done as I stated in my last update. It is essential. We don't rush and consider them 100% complete when we're so far when we so far have gotten some results that aren't satisfactory to us. Now, a while back, they did write, Mr. Miller did write, that they were 100% complete with the normal aspect of the simulation. Many confuse this, that they were completely done. That is not correct. There's different facets to the simulation process, the normal process, which I don't know exactly what it entails, but the normal process of the simulation was what they had concluded. However, what we know that is not normal are the stress tests that they have to go through. That is not necessarily a normal part of the simulation 
and those were still outstanding for six banks here in the United States. They were able to do the stress tests on three of those banks and successfully clear those banks for the payout. Some of that stress test had to do with the Bitcoin. Some of it had to do with the actual initial payment of the 8500 that we'll be receiving in our bank account. So those things were cleared with those three of the six banks that were uh, in question. However, there are three banks still that they have been trying to work through the situation, and it looks like it's presenting more of a challenge to them than they anticipated. All right, I'll go back to where I stopped reading here. Now, he says that the results aren't satisfactory. It's not satisfactory to Mr. Millage liking at all. It is not satisfactory to the simulation team's liking. It is not satisfactory to banking regulations is what they're stressing here. The fact that it doesn't meet the standard for which they would say, all clear, move forward. Now he writes, continues to read, I continue to read. We hope to have some more info on what action that needs to be taken within the next eight to 10 days. All right, many got this confused that in the next eight to 10 days, they would resolve the issues with these three banks. That's not what is stated. Within the next eight to 10 days, they will come to some conclusion, hopefully, that they have a plan of action that they need to follow to work through the situation pertaining to these three outstanding banks. I continue to read. Please refrain from stating things like, we should just cut them out and start the payout. It isn't as easy as everyone wants it to be. We aren't going to waste 10 years of building this up by making decisions that could jeopardize the entire program. Please understand this, my friends. I'll pause here. Now, many of you have made what I perceive brilliant suggestions. Why don't they just uh, tell the members that have these particular banks or bank with them um, to close their account and just let's just get another bank and move on and leave these people in the dust, in essence? It doesn't work that way. And again, have you thought that if it was so simple, a resolution, that the bankers would not have implemented that already? These are people who have 20, 30 years of banking experience. Further to that, if you recall, when they had the issue with the bank in the state of, um, I'm trying to remember the state right now, that they had the issue in Arkansas. They had an issue with a bank there, and they saw where they were not going to be able to work that through with that particular bank. They then got in touch with the members of EMS, informed them that they need to secure an account with a different bank. And they did. And we moved on from that situation. So with the situation with these three banks that are outstanding, don't, do you not think that if that was an option to them, they would have exercised it already as they have in the past? Please consider those things. It's not as easy a resolution as you and I can think uh, that they're looking at. Furthermore, from their vantage point, what they're seeing certainly is not even what we can even understand because we don't even know what they're doing. 
So the suggestions may be helpful or be well-intended, but these people are professionals in their roles, and they're doing what they need to do to see this through with the guidance, mind you, of not just the banking community, but the SEC as the identifying institution that is overseeing this process. I will continue to read. Now, as you may have probably have noticed, we, together with many of our investors, also had an issue with Seagull and a few transactions to them from investors and large groups that have also been on hold as they are changing banking partners because they had their accounts closed by the bank. Please see this, that this is a normal, this is normal in today's banking industry. I'll pause here again. Some of you are uh, rather confused about this also, about these banking partners. What banking partners are they speaking of? Well, it is Seagold. That is a banking partner of EMS. How do they fit into the scope of being a banking partner? Because Seagold is one of the e-currency providers that's out there that EMS utilizes as a payment mechanism for their shares as well as their trust account. There's another one, it's called Perfect Money. Perfect Money is a European company who forbid any American resident or citizen to open an account to utilize their e-currency services to provide payment for shares to EMS. So those of us who are in the US, most of us here, we utilize Seagull since we cannot obtain a Perfect Money account. Now, Seagull is not part of EMS. The gold that we will be paid out from EMS in is in a trust account for us. It has nothing to do with Seagull at all. Seagull is just a payment mechanism provider to get the funds to EMS from us to pay for our shares. Once we have access to our trust account and the program closes, EMS has zero use for Seagold. But it is considered a partner because it is a company that they work with in order to facilitate the payment of our shares to EMS. The issue that came up with Seagold, Joan and I are very aware, have been very aware of this. Um, in fact, Bless his soul, this was Euclid. He warned us years ago of concerns about sea gold. He was aware of that. It came to head recently in the last two to three weeks, whereby we had sent your funds to sea gold to pay for your shares on March 1st. It usually credits the account for us to make the payment in about a day. They are located in Asia. However, the funds were not credited to Seagull. We wrote to them wondering why, after two days, that it had not been credited. We then received an email from the head of Seagull that we deal with, letting us know that they received a letter from the bank that they bank with, indicating that they have closed their account with them without notice at all no reason given this is how banks operate 
They don't need to give you a reason why they're closing your account. So that puts Seagull in a little tailspin at that time because people had wired the money. They could not now credit those funds that were wired to pay EMS for the funds that were sent. So they came up with a plan. Since their account was closed, they would now secure another bank to do their business with. And that's what they've been doing over the past week and a half is trying to establish a new account with a new bank whereby we, be, we will be able to send the funds to pay for the shares that you have sent money for to EMS. Now, as easy as that may sound, it's not so simple because we're dealing with banks and banks don't work in real time when you have to deal with issues like that, account being closed. So they have been working through this. It isn't a major issue for them to get a new account. However, the challenges are these that they ran into and what happened with EMS as a result of this. These were not anticipated. Many of you have come to make excuse that here we go again, EMS is just stalling, stalling. Um, you know, we've been down this road before. Certainly we have. And a challenge comes up, and they overcome it, working through it. And here it is. We have another challenge. Many of you are, are, have stated in your emails to me, text messages, I bet this is tied into the, to the RV, which is the re, uh, revaluation of currencies worldwide. It is not. It has nothing to do with it. Our payout is in gold. It has nothing to do with the currencies that are being revalued. So don't get those two confused at all, ladies and gentlemen. So it is not a stall tactic on EMS's part. These are legitimate issues that they ran into, and they are working them through on our behalf and, in fact, in our favor. So the issue with Seagull uh, here's where they stand. The money that was sent to the bank for Seagull to pay for the shares, Seagull didn't get it because the bank froze the funds. The bank is now in the process of sending those funds back to the individuals that wired them there. We have not yet received those funds since March 1st. Once we have those funds, yes, we will be able to resend them to the new bank that Seagull has secured and will be able to move forward. Now, this issue with Seagull presented another challenge for EMS. I want you to, if you don't get it now, please, ladies and gentlemen, go back and listen to the call so you can understand this clearly and there's no uh, fog in your mind about it. As you recall, the stress test that was being done by EMS on certain banks required people to buy a certain amount of shares for which they would receive a specific amount of sh shares per, uh, for the value of it. That was in order to do the stress test. Funds that were sent to facilitate the stress test through Seagull, through Bitcoin, got held up as a result of this and was not able to facilitate the stress test that it needed to attend to. So there lies another delay in that process 
And that may be part of what happened also with those three banks. I'm not certain. But it did impact the stress test that was to be done because they needed the funds in order to be able to facilitate that stress test. Yes, they had the commitment from members to purchase the shares, but as you know, a commitment does not drive a car. It requires more than that. In this case, it's the actual funds being simulated that drives the simulation process in this stress test to have them reach uh, a conclusion where they know it will work. So that's legitimate issues with Seagold that impacted EMS and its stress test on some of these banks. Did they anticipate this? No, of course not. Because this is an issue that occurred with their banking partner, which is Seagold. Seagold didn't see it coming either. Neither did EMS, neither did, did, did we see it coming. But to date, um, the bank that had, that is holding our funds that we wired to Seagold, they're in the process now of trying to get those funds back to us. But, he, but here's another challenge that we just learned today from Seagold. There are banks, well, let me back up here. In the banking industry, you have major banks and then you have what they call intermediary banks. Intermediary banks are typically smaller banks that utilizes and flow through a larger banking institution. The banking institution that received our funds now has to go back likely through an intermediary bank to then get the, the funds back to our main bank. So it is not just a direct process, it's a multi-layered process now for those funds to come back to us. Even so, before they can be applied or reapplied to EMS for payment that they are outstanding. And I can tell you, there's several hundred thousand dollars, it could be as much as a half a million dollars that is outstanding, that's what we're talking about. It's not you know, $40,000 at all. That puts a significant impact on the process that they were trying to accomplish with the stress test with the banks, those last six banks. All right, now let me move on. He writes, now, as many of you probably have noticed, we, well, um, I did read that. Okay, um, he says this has happened before to them and they have ha they have everything under control and this will actually make them stronger as a partner in regard to exchanging e-currencies and turning cash into e-currency and that's what they do. The timing was unfortunate of course, but nothing we can do about it. Please rest assured that any transaction sent to them can't be lost, but it might take another one to two weeks to get released as we have some security in place there also, but it has had an effect on the simulation results as we couldn't register what was supposed to be registered in the live parts of the simulation. The live part of the simulation were 
the actual funds that they would have received to do the live stress test. It, they could not depend on just a commitment to run a live stress test. They needed the money to do so. So this is where that process was hampered as a result of what occurred with Seagull. Now, he says, I can't go into details about that, but the results weren't what we normally get, and we haven't gotten what we need from some of the partners, uh, the parts in the simulation. New bank accounts for Seagull are up and running already, and some of them will be in the U.S., uh, which is a testament that what they are doing is correct. What this means is that some of the simulation needs to be re-simulated, but only on a certain extent, to a certain extent. About 40 to 45% of what was simulated is needed. But to what I just said, ladies and gentlemen, here is the what I want you to walk away with that, uh, from this, this part. But that's a minor issue as we still have the remaining three banks to sort out also with the additional stress test. Doing the simulation or re-simulation on the 40 to 45% of the banks in the U.S. that were done already is minor. They don't need to go through the extensive process of the simulation that they accomplished before. The likelihood it is just submission of paperwork at this point to make sure that the banks have what they need to have. Um, for those of you who are not aware also, banking regulations in the U.S. has been in the, a constant state of flux and change, uh, especially since the new government administration has taken place. These things, even banks that they've done the stress tests on before, there likely is a need to go back to ensure that these banks have complied with the new banking regs, regulations, to make sure that there's no impact on the payout. So these are their, their due diligence that they have to go back and make sure because they only get one chance to get it right, ladies and gentlemen, and they can't leave any stones unturned in this process. So they have to go back and redo these banks. Now, 40 to 45% of these banks we're not talking banks around the world. These are the banks in the U.S. This is the last state, last country they're in doing a simulation. Now, take, take you back in history a little bit. If you recall, when they started doing the this, this simulation process on the 11 financial regions of the world, they indicated to us that they were going to start with the smallest and the easiest regions of the world to do the simulation process. And that's what they did. They started from one, and now they're in the 11th region. The United States is the largest economy in the world. They knew it would be the most difficult, and they left it for last. Logically, that makes sense. They wanted to make sure their experience working from the smallest to when they get to the largest, they will have it down to almost the science, what they're looking for and what they need to do. So that's why... We're here now in the United States, and they're needing to now go back and re-simulate some of these banks to ensure that they are in compliance 
But this is not a major issue. It's a minor issue. The bigger issue are the three banks that they need to sort out the additional stress test with. I'll continue reading. He says, please rest assured that all will be resolved and there is no risk at all for the payout. It seems that we keep running into hurdles, but believe me when I say this only makes us stronger and we are fully committed to make this happen for all of you. We won't sleep until this is done. That is the commitment that Mr. Millard has had from the time he assumed his position. Let me take you back in history a little bit also. Joshua Millard did, did not come uh, as the CEO of EMS or HCI. Um, he has not always been. The founder of the HCI program passed. He died. On his deathbed, he asked his friend Joshua Millard to take over and see it through for him on the behalf of millions of people. That is a commitment he made to his friend on his deathbed, and he has seen it through. He could have given up. Many of you who have been on this program uh, for some years now know the grief that he has received, the nasty emails, the death threats, people being prosecuted uh, and, and sent to jail for the death threats against him. So it's not been a better roses or a picnic for him to stay in this. Why does he continue to do this? Because I think he is a man of integrity who is going to honor the word that he made to his deceased friend. He doesn't need the money. We need it. But in honoring his deceased friend and also his second deceased friend, Euclid Darius, he has seen us through and he is indicating that he won't stop until this is done. He writes, please stay tuned, my friends, and as I hear from them, you will hear from me. I believe it will be within the next eight to ten days as stated above. In the meantime, and until further notice, we are opened for business as usual, investments and new members, but only the five-for-one deal and the ten-for-one deal when you purchase 50 shares or more. Um, until we know what will happen with the remaining three banks and the re-simulation to a certain extent due to the seagull issues and the withdrawal issues of Bitcoin and registered investments, there, that is also on hold. Okay? The registered investments are also on hold because those were placed with Bitcoin. The, the other thing I want to mention to you now, if you recall, last year, October, November, and December, there was a run on gold in the world. There were many other programs out there that also use Seagull currency or e-currencies. And there were offerings and things that people needed to do to purchase, and there was not enough to go around. Many of you who were trying to go to an exchanger to get Seagull, you couldn't get it at all. 
because it was not there. This was the point at which EMS decided to offer Bitcoin as an option for people to buy shares. Seagold has a Bitcoin account. What EMS decided to do was for people who could make their purchase through Bitcoin could pay it to the Seagold Bitcoin account for the shares that they were buying. But as a result of what's happened with this, ladies and gentlemen, with Seagold, those funds also did come into play as being held up, which also delayed the simulation stress test with the Bitcoin. That's what he's indicating. So he writes, please rest assured that the Seagold and Bitcoin are still the best ways to go to finance the investments you do with us. We are relieved that Seagull are taking every measure needed to make sure that they, are the fo- that they are following all the rules and regulations out there to be able to stay in business for a very long time. Also, please check with your exchangers as they should have gotten back all the funds that they had sent to Seagull and can now process it again. The exchangers, I don't believe, have gotten back all the funds that they have sent. We have not received ours back yet. We have received communication from Seagull, as I indicated before, that most of this may have to go through intermediary banks, which then creates a further delay to the um, funds going being credited back to those who sent it to Seagull. So as you see, it is a little bit more complex than you thought. Um, There are more uh, spokes to this wheel than many of you realize. It is not just that simple. Uh, It is not that cut and dry at all. Now, part of what I wanted to make sure was that we understand this moving forward. This is not a conscious attempt on Seagold to delay, or EMS rather, to delay this process to uh, hurt anyone who is waiting for this fund, these funds. I'm sure they want this behind them more than we do. Here's one of the things I'm aware of that Mr. Millard is not going to tolerate. He's made it clear before. Are people that write these negative things on blogs or even to EMS. He has told us, if you are one of those negative persons We are to help him know who they are. He will freeze your account, cancel it, and refund your money. I understand his position very well with that. Just just working so hard on people's behalf and having to deal with their negativity is not a comfortable feeling at all. We're not asking everyone to be positive, uh, like myself, let's say, because, uh, you know, everybody thinks that absolutely Wayne, nothing can go wrong with Wayne. Everything is, is always fine. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, as long as you have breath in your body, everything is fine. Even if there are aches and pains with it, everything is fine. There's some who wish right now 
that they had the aches and pain they once did. But unfortunately, they're not alive to experience that. And we are. So let's be grateful for what we have, what people are doing on our behalf. This will come to an end, this program, and they will pay out. I have no doubt in my mind. This particular banking instrument has to work through or else it will cause ripples in the financial world. That's why it has to pay out. That's why I'm so sure. Now, certainly, God rules in everything, and he can make this not happen. But his delay in having this not happen yet is for our good, and we don't realize it. Countless amount of individuals have testified to me how the delay in the EMS payout has helped them to, uh, to deal with their impatience, one, to increase their faith also, and knowing their limitations, that they truly should not be worrying about something they have no control over. And we don't. What we had control over was purchasing the shares, securing a trust account, and then we leave the rest for the people who are to do that, and that's what they're doing. So let's not worry ourselves or fret over it. They're communicating with us what they are doing, and it will be to everyone's benefit when it's all over. I can assure you, next year, this time, I can guarantee you you will not be thinking one second about what you were experiencing this time this year at all. That's because God is so good to erase or remove uh, the memory of things that caused us grief and pain, and we moved on to other things. And certainly, I'm confident of this. Not one of you will be worried next year, this time, about what you are experiencing right now as a disappointment. So I hope that brings some clarity um, to this update for most of you. I am uh, sure that what they're going to do is going to work this through. They have not uh, paused at all. They are coming up with every solution they can from their vantage point as experienced bankers. And let's pray for them. That's what they need. Not or, um, you know, not people bad-mouthing them at all. They need our support to get through this because in the end, it will benefit every one of us on this line and in fact, probably our generations to come will benefit also. Ladies and gentlemen, that is all I had to share with you this evening as we go over this update. Um, We will be back on the call on Tuesday. If there's something that I said that was not clear, please go back and listen to the recorded call so you can understand over and over if you need to, so you can understand what was said and have clarity on it if you need to share it with someone else so they too are not confused about what you would be confused about. Um, So that is it. Thank you all for your time. May God bless you all, and we'll see you on the call 
on Tuesday. Bye-bye for now. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.